Hi, everybody. I'm Tom Zenner. Welcome to episode number eight of Sports Now with Tom Zenner right here on Valuetainment Sports. Hopefully you've had a chance to check out the show over the last couple months. Subscribe to the channel if you can, if you like the content. Plus, watch for a lot more content this week. Some commentaries and some other things that are going to be a lot of fun to watch. So let's get into it. We're in the middle of the football season, college and pro. Wow, got a good panel too. Jeff Deutsch back. Haven't seen you in a few weeks, Jeff, so welcome back. Good to see you. Happy to be back. Thank you for uh, having me again. Good to see you, Tom. Good to see you, Gerard. All right, Gerard. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing better than good. I'm doing great. Thanks to Lamar Jackson. I hit a five-team parlay over the weekend, so the future (laughs) looks bright. I did a three-team parlay yesterday, and I didn't come through, but that's my strategy all season. I'm only doing, I started with a three, but I like five. Did you hear about the guy that did 16? Now, as we're taping right now, he's 15 of 15. Ooh. So he needs one more tonight. So watch for Detroit. I think Detroit has to win. Yeah, Detroit has to cover. Like Not just win, but they're eleven point underdogs. Seven twenty nine. No, like seven hundred dollar, hundred dollar parlay. I think he did. Yeah. No, he did like under a hundred bucks. A Twenty buck parlay. It was unbelievable. Know. We can look it up in a second, but we'll that's know how you one play the lotto. People that don't understand it, that is how you yeah. play the lotto. My buddy once hit an eleven team college basketball parlay. That's that strong, was big time. You know, and then once you get really good at it, you know, you can be figuring out over unders here. I mean, you can combine different things, and there's sure things out there. Like yesterday, I was thinking, man, I was so stupid. You know, New Orleans dealing with everything they've had to deal with, right? They had mm-hmm. that first big game, and then dealing with the hurricane and all the logistics of that. You know, Cal- or Carolina would be ripe for a big game. So, yeah, if you do a little bit of homework, but of course, it's so easy to say that after the fact. Well, of course, yeah. But two two of my old friends, I'll give a shout out to uh, Brandon Lang, who the movie uh, of course Two for the Money was based on, and and then Kevin Goatee, my old co-host of uh, Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber. They are the kings of the te- of the teasers. They tease up and they tease down. And they both won big teasing the Giants to uh you just tease the Giants to lose and you're gonna win every single week. You know, it's not horrible when Matthew McConaughey plays you in a movie. I right? know with Pacino, right? <laughs> right, that's not too Crazy. bad. The other day I was driving by uh, Jordan Belfort's house in Manhattan Beach. And to think you have Leo playing you. I mean, that's good. If you can get one of those guys playing you yeah. in a movie, not too shabby. You know, the one thing that's gonna kill your parlay faster than anything else is these damn kickers. <laughs> and I'm not the guy that rips on kickers. That's a hard job. I mean, the pressure that they have to face, the skill level it takes to do this, I am not anti-kicker. I respect what they're doing, but my God, when you stop and think about it, I grew up in Minnesota. I'm not a huge Minnesota Vikings fan, but I have a lot of friends who are, and they're they're toast. Their season's over. What, what's, what's a harder job in Minnesota right now, a police officer or a place kicker? You know, probably you have a little bit more job security as a, as a police officer. At least you can get a pension and keep your job for a little while. Jeez. But, you know, it, it, here's my question. The skill level at every position has changed so much. It's gotten so much better. Jeff, you watch these re- wide receivers make catches even in college. It blows away what Lynn Swan did 40 years ago times 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable, the acrobatics and just the skill. The quarterbacks, their ability to throw the ball. Everybody's getting better. Defensive ends are faster. Aaron Donald's stronger. Kickers haven't had to evolve at all. It's the same thing, kick from the same spot for the most part. They move the extra point back a little bit, but there there cannot be anything more aggravating for a coach 
where everything goes right and it comes down to a kicker like it did for the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. He misses a 37-yarder, and that's it. Do you scream at the TV? Are you anti-kicker? I don't know if I'm anti-kicker. I'm not a screamer. I try to teach my son not to (laughs) scream. Um, and, and kind of like every job is tough to do. So you know he's but not yes, a gambler. Yes, kicker, kickers can be frustrating, but for every missed kick, there was also what, Prater belted a 62-yarder sure. yeah. yesterday? How about uh, Bobby Bowden? What would he have, two more national yeah. championships if, if his kickers could kick a 35-yarder? I mean, well, you know, that's the worst fan, part of the so. job. That's all I'm yeah. talking about is the, the ones that screwed up. But Zerline was awesome, won the game with a 56-yarder. I love kickers. That's after a tough he missed, job. After he missed the week in week True. one. Yeah, he had a rough, but he was coming off an injury, and he was a great kicker for the Rams. What do you do with missed calls, though, that cost you a game? Like, my Giants, all right, another season of ineptitude down down the drain. But it turns out Dexter Lawrence wasn't actually offside. It was actually a penalty on the on the long snapper for going up with the ball before he went back. It should have been five yards back, declined the penalty, game over. Now, again, that just happens, whatever, when you're a bad team, when you're the new Cleveland Brown, the, like, like my Giants are. But as a gambler, wait a minute, man. How much money that missed call? Yeah. How much money did that did that cost people? Well, the good, I don't know. The good thing for a Giants fan like you, there's always going to be more than one mistake to point at that yeah, leads yeah, to a yeah. loss. So it can't be just that one. But when you put that phrase in front of it as a gambler, mm-hmm. you're just looking at the game through a different prism. You know, it just everything could have been, should have been, right? Yeah. But, but five I mean, for five, that that paid out pretty well. Five I would for imagine. five was okay, man. Five for five was a okay. But I'll tell you what, dude, like. So what what should the league do in a situation like that? Like the game was very clearly over. He missed the kick. What happens? It's a blown call. Human error. It happens. Human error on the forever. last play of the game. Well, it's been we happening could talk forever. about gambling, right? Is this changing where you can get your Xfinity or DirecTV remote and start gambling oh, in game, right? That's going to happen. And if it's not going to be money, it's yeah. going to be Xfinity or DirecTV dollars Absolutely. or something. There's, Amazon. There, Amazon Prime is 100% sure, going to do it. It's, it's, it's happening. It's going to happen in the next, what, two, look, three years? Look, there's going to be repercussions for blown calls, right? Referees, coaches. Mental mistakes or things like that when there's so much money on the line and when the league is all in on gambling like they are now. They are not pulling back at all. They see the revenue. They see what's out there. I mean, just the new TV deal alone, over $100 billion. Unbelievable. And it's because of the interest generated by gambling and, and fantasy and everything. So that brings me to one of the first topics here that we're going to hit is uh, the Denver Broncos potentially being up for sale. They're not yet. They had a great owner for years. Pat Bolin won a couple Super Bowls. Now they're fighting. They're having some infighting as far as ownership with that team. And it's probably going to go up for sale next spring. And you're hearing big names attached to this one. One of them is Jeff Bezos. You figured eventually the self-described nerd space cadet would want to own a football team because his girlfriend probably wants him to. Number one, you also hear Jay-Z being thrown out there repeatedly as a name. And then you're hearing Peyton Manning right now. Now, you're not hearing it from Peyton Manning, but we were talking about this after we went into the Hall of Fame a few weeks ago. What's the next move for him? Ownership? Clearly, he's going to have to jump on board some ownership committee, but do you think this is the way it's kind of tracking for for Peyton? And he's got the big profile right now on Monday Night Football with that alternate broadcast for ESPN. Well, he's also got his home now in, in Denver, and Elway's also throwing his hat in the mix from what I've what read. So does Peyton and Elway kind of come together and, and they need more money as well as they've done. They don't have NFL ownership money. You know, the rule in the NFL is you have to have, if you're an owner, at least 30% has to come from you. If you're the primary owner, that's why they're... 30% of the wholesale or 30% of whatever your majority stake is? 30% of the sale. So in this case, if they're valued at about $4 billion, it'd be 30% of that, which 
Some people are saying rules out Jay-Z. 1.5 bill. Yeah. So, But Jay, the, Jay-Z will have to attach himself yeah, to but like I, some Wall Street True, guys. but I think that that lead guy has to have 30%. Now, I don't know if he can just latch on to somebody else that does have the money. But when you said Elway, I think of Elway, Jay-Z, too. if you need investors, man, <laughs> I got I just hit a five-team uh, parlay over the weekend. Can we go so. back? Par- aren't parlay sucker bets, guys? But that's Of course they are. All right. Of course they are. But you think? Lotto but you, tickets? But you don't, Somebody's got to win. You Jeopardy, don't have to bet you? that much. Right, it's for fun. So it's it. There's only upside. You don't really I, I get don't want to derail out. from the uh, franchise <laughs> talk. But here's the cool thing: we talked about with Jerry Jones a few weeks ago, right? So what did Pat Boland buy the Denver Broncos for? Seventy-eight million dollars uh, in 1984. Seventy-eight million. You know what? And now it's going to sell for four billion. You, you know what always happens with these things is is there's always somebody waiting in the weeds, like Steve Cohen with the Mets. You're going to let J Lo and and A Rod and everybody tell you exactly the what the market is. They're going to let them beat away all the other Goldman Sachs guys, and then they're going to come in at the last minute and say, "Oh, yo, so it's really four point five billion? I got four point seven. Yeah. Let everybody else do everything they can to get every penny that they know, max out their leverage, and then step in at the last. Right, you yeah. think you think Bezos can? can handle 4.7 billion guys I, I don't know i mean there's houses there, there's one bedroom condos in florida that are going for 125 percent market value you think that this thing might end up in the 5.56 billion range you know just like the clippers when steve balmer bought it when you have unlimited funds the price is whatever you want it to be yep. right and, and no one thought the clippers right. were worth two billion dollars when he bought them in 2013 or 2014 now he bought the land where the forum is on good good they're, for they're steve built- balmer too though man it's it, it's it's good to see you know something good happen to you know rich tech white guys yeah for yeah. once when, when you consider the percentage of microsoft he was able to get right i don't know how he ended up with so much stock have you ever seen that he's the, worth 100 billion have you ever seen the videos of him and bill oh. gates dancing on oh. stage and stuff uh, like he's, that like, he's just a maniac <laughs> yeah. he's he's hard he's hard to watch you yeah, know i've right. seen him at games in person and he's just he makes you feel uncomfortable just being in his. These presence. are the people ruling the world right now, man. I know, I know. Okay, Denver's we, always. Oh, Denver's actually tenth uh, ranked or valued franchise in the NFL, it, so that's a good buy. Like, is you it don't, really tenth? Tenth. You don't get a lot of top ten franchises that are up for sale. How's I, that? That seems so high. Yeah, to me. but they have yeah. such a loyal fan base. Maybe they own the stadium. I don't know who owns the stadium. If it's the city or if yeah, that's actually a big does. part of it. I don't know either. But they're about three point seven five, I think, billion. So that's why they're setting it around four. But you're right. Depending on the market, it'll go over $4 billion. It comes down to, I mean, that's the biggest boys club there is in the world. They own Sunday. They own a day of the week. But they also decide who gets to play in their group, right? So they will decide who they want to own the team. I don't know if they want Jay-Z as far mm-hmm. as an ownership. I don't know if they want Jeff Bezos. Do you think they would want Jeff Bezos? Do you think Jimmy Johnson, Robert Kraft, all these really strong owners in the league would welcome in Bezos? Yes. Yeah. Because of Amazon Prime, because of TV. Absolutely. I also think they'd yeah they would, and they'd also make him overpay, so that just sets the value higher for every other single team in their in the NFL. There's got to be diversity though in ownership. That's it's it's coming. Jay Z may not be the right one, but it's it it's it's got to happen. There's in been the next enough ex players that have expressed interest there, and Michael Jordan's done it. It's just right. not that easy. It's just not easy to put five also, six billion diver- dollars together. Diversity for diversity sake is the wrong way to go about it anyway. Like Artie Moreno out in L.A., Los Angeles Angels. Did it the right way, made his money, invested his money. You know, it doesn't matter that that he wasn't, you know, uh, the right type of minority, I suppose. But it's like, you know, listen, man, you, you are are you suggesting? I, I guess Jeff, that 
They, they should take somebody that, no, that's no, I'm offering saying, less money? No, it's going to, you're right, it's going to be driven up, but there'll be someone that'll come in with the, the market value because at that point, when you get the group together and there'll yeah. be the Wall Street guys, 4.5, 4.7. Well, right here in Miami, Derek Jeter wasn't the one that put up all that money for, for uh, you know, he yeah. leads the group, right? Mm-hmm. So, But I mean, that's, I guess, what I, I wasn't really understanding what you were saying earlier. Derek Jeter didn't have to put up 30% of that well, money. But that's an MLB rule. Yeah. The NFL has a different rule. So if you are if you're in a group, right? Cuz cuz like look, it's never one person that owns this team. It's never one per- unless you're like the even if, the NFL's if I'm different. The NFL's different. They have different Is rules. Is it 30 time? Thought it might have been I don't know. You think it's less Th- than 30? Thought it was 10 actually. He even even and again, it's major league baseball, but even when George Steinbrenner was the boss. I think the most of the Yankees he ever actually ever owned was like 39%. That's right. it. Right. Yeah, but again, that's baseball. I, NFL specifically has a rule where, where the frontline guy has to have the, the wealth, the liquid. Right. And we shouldn't be in owner. the business of deciding what type of minority, to your to your point, I mm-hmm. mean, the uh, owner of the Jaguars, right? Yeah. He's Pakistani. Yeah. I think it's Shahid Khan. Sure. And his son is doing amazing things with AEW professional wrestling, by the way. So, <laughs> right, right. That's yeah. a whole other uh, shout po- out podcast. Shout out to AEW. You think Bezos is going to own a team? He could own the whole damn league if he wanted to. He could buy every team. Uh, especially Does he with, have any interest in it outside of the fact that that the, the NFL is just a nonstop ATM machine? That's it. I think so, he looks at it as a straight investment. I mean, if that's you talk it. About, I don't think he's a big NFL about that fan. Boys Club owning the NFL is like mm-hmm. the pinnacle yeah. of owning something. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll no. tell you another thing. When when you have guys like that that are that powerful and that big. And they're coming off a marriage that maybe didn't go well, and they're now on to a second one where they're with someone younger, more vibrant. They can drive you into doing things you're not sure you always wanted to do. These women have power. If his girlfriend is really interested in him owning an NFL team, he can go buy one, just like he could go buy a new sports car, or an average person could go do that. So he's going to be an owner in professional sports. The NFL is the best. It's the only one that makes sense. He's not going to own an NHL team, right? Seattle's already taken care of in that regard. And they've all increased in value. They've all increased in value. They go constantly. It's impossible for it to go down. We might talk about Tampa Bay later um, and a certain uh, quarterback, mm. but um, the Bucks increased 29% in yeah. value. Not bad. Uh, just by him showing up. Just Not by bad. showing That's it. up. Tom Brady. $660 million yeah. increase. Yeah. I like Tom John Brady. Elway as a potential owner. He's going he's gonna to be that guy that lays in the weeds. He's smart. And you know what he's done as an administrator and running a team? He got his Super Bowl. He had Peyton mm-hmm. Manning. I don't think he wants to be attached at the hit with Peyton. I think John Elway does this himself somehow. Yeah. He might have, I mean, his car dealerships. He brings back Brock Osweiler to run the franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's the name. I mean, he comes riding in on a white stallion yeah. and saves the day. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> let's move on to the second category or the sub- second uh, subject I want to discuss today. And you mentioned it, Jeff, Tom Brady. So he's got a podcast with Gronk. How cool would that be? I haven't started listening to that, but I'm going to now. What is it? The Tommy and Gronky or Tommy and Gronk (laughs) show? They could call it anything. Tommy and Gronky podcast. Nice. And, you know, Brady is just a different person now. He has just taken on an entire new personality and identity since he left Boston. And I love it. He's so much more interesting. Remember when he just never said anything? He was so robotic. It was really impossible even to really embrace him because he was so mechanical. But now he just says whatever. Now he's the one throwing out 50 and saying, what the hell? Of course I can. Of course he can. He's got nine touchdown passes. He leads the NFL in passing right now. He's not going to do anything different going forward. He's going to be just as disciplined with his diet and his exercise and everything else he consumes and 
how he lives his life 24 7 right, he could me, play let, till 50 stop me, me if you want no no let me throw this out jordan you might take the other approach so this is what i, I read with tom brady so he threw um uh, or has thrown 154 passes in his touchdown passes in his 40s including postseason 154 in his 20s he threw for 167 touchdowns. He's 13 touchdowns away from throwing as many passes in his 40s that he has in his 20s. That's mm-hmm. three weeks. That's mind-boggling. Three games. He's 499 yards away from breaking Drew Brees' record for the most passing yards in the NFL. 499. He's mm-hmm. averaging like 327. Mm-hmm. So let's say he throws for three bills this week, right? Plays the Rams. Good game. Week four. In New England, Sunday night football is when he's going to break the record for the most yards in NFL history. It's a Sunday night primetime game. Bananas in terms of ratings. <laughs> Super Bowl-like ratings. You, mm-hmm. can't, you can't make this stuff up. You know, I hope that Michelle Tafoya or something, whenever Brady throws that pass that breaks the record, like say it's in the third quarter, I hope she runs to Belichick and says, you were the idiot that let him go at the age of 42. How do you feel? Ask him that question. Mac Jones looks okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, he, here's the thing, guys. All right, the MSNB, ESPN put up a post uh, about how Joe Montana. All right, they were juxt. It was a juxtaposition between Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Joe Montana threw 350 touchdowns in his passes in his career. Tom Brady has thrown like 340 touchdown passes since he turned 35. And it, it's just look. We we have to we I can appreciate Tom Brady and I do, but we have to also acknowledge this NFL is not the NFL these guys played in, in the eighties and the nineties. Tom Brady has not gotten hit maybe once in his career the way Joe Montana got hit every single weekend. I watched Leonard Marshall of the New York Giants I was say Jim Burt. split Joe Montana in half. He didn't play for two years because of that hit. It, it went down as a fumble. It was a completely legal hit that changed the game. NFC Championship game in 1990, if I remember correctly, that would get Leonard Marshall suspended today. It would be a 15-yard penalty. There was a play over the weekend where Justin Herbert was ruled down in the grass on a pass he completed. Yeah, it almost cost. It probably cost him the game. He completed the pass, and it's we are a step away from flag football. So, (laughs) with all due respect, and Tom Brady's amazing, and we did talk about technology when last time I was on a couple weeks ago. Last time I was on with you, you know, these are this is not Kenny Stabler smoking a cigarette in in the uh, during halftime. Guys weren't didn't come up working in the coal mines from the days they were twelve. There's no reason that somebody can't play to their mid forties. No, and and, and maybe even fifty. But I think that you know we all know that right. The game is changed so much it's just evolved with quarterbacks the rules have changed so they can play longer but i think the biggest story here is belichick could have kept on winning super bowls yeah but he chose not to he he chose to reset his franchise because the salary cap was going to get out of control and also what belichick really did that was screwy is that tom was helping him cheat right this is the part about tb12 as an agent you should know this tb12 he leaves about $15 million on the table in 
salary every single year. How many times has TB12 been the highest paid quarterback never, in the league? Never. 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 But so he's, he's, making tw- he's making 25, about 25 million now. Is he going to make 25 million for well, the next here's the five thing. years? Well, this, this is so, the hey, thing. 25 million. What, what, what's Dak Prescott making right now? 40. Okay, so Tom Brady should be making what? 50 million a year well, against the salary cap? How does the Players Association let this happen? How does how does the NFL well, let this... Well, he, A, he allows it to happen because he's smart. He doesn't want to tie everything up. Of course. I used, to, I used yeah. to get really mad at Eli Manning when he was the high, he's the, I believe still to this day, Eli Manning has made more money than any player ever in NFL history, which is asinine. But I used to say the same thing. I was like, Toyota's paying you $50 million a year. You need a left tackle. Take $10 million less. Get yourself a left well, tackle. He's not making that. We talked about it. I know the hyperbole, but he's not making $50 million a year. But point is off the field. But the point is with Tom, I get it. Different error. They're protecting the quarterback. But he's not stupid. He doesn't get hit. He didn't get hit in New England. He's not getting Can't hit, hit the Tampa wide Bay. receivers either. They got the, you can't hit the wide receivers either like they used to. They got they got the stick them on the yeah, gloves but, now. I mean, look, I'm not taking anything away. I'm not a Tom right. Brady hater. I'm just saying, call it what it is. Well, like, come yeah, on. but hey, the other thing is, there's 31 other quarterbacks playing with those same rules. This is he's the only one doing it at yeah, the age but, of 45. It, it, look, look at look at every every Drew year. Drew Brees looked old. Ben Roethlisberger looks old, ben even though he lost weight. Looked okay in week one, had a bad week two. I hear you, man. I look. I I'm not say taking anything away from Tom Brady. I'm a massive Peyton Manning fan, and his last year in Denver, he was all will. He was all sure. intelligence, no, and he was throwing lollipops. He took up a there. hell of a lot more abuse yeah, than Brady dude, has in his. Career. All I am mm. saying is that when you're comparing, and there, and this is what we all do now for some reason. Every conversation we have about sports is, yeah, but is he the greatest of all time? Yeah, yeah, that's like, sports. We have like, to do that. You dude, have to do it. You, he's the. All sports are era. All sports are era related. I, I agree. I hate the era to era. Okay, comparison. so yeah. well, how do you guys feel about it when when someone tries to make the argument that Bill Russell's the greatest basketball player of all time? He was the greatest basketball player of his era. See, the, the, this yeah, is not, this is what I know Chris Bosh just I'm did. I'm talking about people that actually say so that Chris, Bill Russell's the greatest Chris player of all Bosch time. Chris Bosh is saying that he was playing against you know firefighters and, and lifeguards and stuff like that. And it's like you don't think that this dude, if he had access to the same technology you did, if he had access to the same nutrition and supplements that you did. Same coaching that you did, he wouldn't be just as great. Well, this is more like the Babe Ruth Otani kind of conversation, right? Babe Ruth, oh, he's he's the greatest. He's the greatest. Well, Babe yeah. Ruth was playing against farmers and, and <laughs> farmers. sure. I've never heard that farmers played baseball in the offseason. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one, Jeff. I like that. Yeah. I heard blacksmiths, you know, uh country strong for sure. Farmers. There was no there was no um Talk about diversity. No diversity. Mm-hmm. No Dominican players. He never even had to play at night. Right. He never so, had to deal with lights. But then people will be like, oh, you know, you don't. You Cross-country know, flights. Yeah, yeah, come on. Right, you know, Brady's right. going to put some of these numbers so out of reach. Lefty specialist. But that's the difference, right. So Brady is so far. Like, Gerard, I hear you. But at the end of the day, he might be so far. Okay. Like, in his 40s, the, the next closest player who's thrown... Um, the most touchdowns in his 40s is Drew Brees at 57. Now, okay, at so 57. Now, now you're opening up a whole another bag of worms there, gentlemen. When was the last time? Is it, you, is it bag or is it can of worms? Well, I don't know. It's, <laughs> Where do you get your worms? I don't get worms. Jersey bro. worms. Yeah, I, I got ivermectin. I don't get any worms. <laughs> the, uh, the any time, and this is, look. Wait, time this on is the not, what? Huh? What'd you say? The Henley? What did you just say? The Henley time? I didn't hear. Any time. Oh, any time. Any time that somebody is that far outside of the bell curve. <laughs> yes. What almost always comes out. That they were doing something that everybody the else isn't doing. Yeah. 
So well, it certainly I'm happened saying, in baseball. It happens in baseball. It happens in football. It happens in yeah. In but Brady's got that guru around him, right? <laughs> that yeah. Just, like, but you. Yeah, it's he, true, he drinks though. four gallons of water and then it, looks and looks faster. Avocado and ice every, cream. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It is true because you bought. You want to believe it, you know. And then you find out later that. Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and Sammy Sosa. Oh, how? What? Whoa. Yeah, I don't but know. But you know man. what? That's so what not what this be, conversation what would be the, is. The, the shoe to drop with Tom Brady. What what do you mean? It's not going to be steroids. I mean, what's going to happen that he took, you know, illegal avocados? No, or, like if I had, well, look, this it, it's ridiculous. Not for me avocados to from Mexico. He bought them from Guatemala. It's ridiculous for me to speculate, but I, I would imagine he's at the top, top, top of his game. Steroids are like so old school, guys. Like everybody's taking some legitimate steroid at this point. You can mask anything, you can do stuff. and hours before the testing and then be fine you know insulin is naturally occurring now you can take insulin shots to make sure that your body metabolizes fast there, there's a million things that you could do i would suspect if i now this is no allegation i'm just saying if i were like oj like when he wrote that book if i had killed her the if if i had access to the stuff that tom brady has access to i think uh growth hormone and stem cells would be pretty much everything I think growth hormone and stem cells are, are the fountain of youth. Anyway, you know, so. the, the other thing that's interesting about Brady, because of his longevity and because of the success, is how many other people have been able to hitch their wagon to him and then become great. Don't forget, he tore his meniscus in his 40s also. Yeah, yeah, and, and no one really knew about it yeah. until the end of the year. But, like, look at Bruce Arians now, how you're going to judge him in a couple years. Uh-huh. Two-time Super Bowl champion, probably. Great quarterback, a uh, position coach, and then a great offensive coordinator for the we're, Steelers, just, the Colts. You're just calling it for Tampa Bay already? Nah, but I'll tell you what, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lack of interest from them or some injuries, I think, for them. They're, they're clearly the best team in the NFL right now, talent-wise. 17-game season. Yeah, I know, man. I know, I know. We'll see, we'll see. But his elbow, his shoulder, something should give. But maybe you're right. Maybe something comes out. Yeah, okay, well, why are you guys always defending Bill Belichick? What the hell? Well, I'm he, not, I, I I'm want not, Michelle Tafoya I, to ask him that question. Hey, you're the one that let him go at the age of well, 42. No what didn't you Belichick. see? I'm kidding. Well, the I'm one kidding, thing that bothers me, too, is we're on the this isn't, Was it so boring winning Super Bowls? This isn't Brady versus... Brady versus Belichick, right? Belichick doesn't play defense. It's kind of like Lamar last night versus Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Lamar's not watching tape on Patrick Mahomes. He's watching tape on the Kansas City defense. So it's not Belichick versus Brady. This week, Brady versus Aaron Donald, that's interesting, right? You know who looks washed, though? Like completely washed? Like I couldn't give a shit washed? Aaron Rodgers. Well, again, we're taping this right before the Monday night game between yeah. Green Bay and Detroit. Now he's a man of pride. I, I think he's going to come out. You strong, know what I think it was? I think I think he got so wrapped up in the minutia of the drama in the off season, and he so lived that that he thought he could flip a switch and go right back to last I year. Think, and I, you can't, guys. Guys, it just so happens. These are professionals. Everyone thinks people have bad games. Like. <laughs> Jeff, right, Jeff, guys, come on, Jeff. That, that was that guys, was that was never a, a like Cutler level effort. I understand. You, people he, have bad games; they well, don't have bad right, attitudes say, like that. To say he's caught up in the in the oh you come know, on, are you, you're telling me you don't think the off season nonsense had something to do with his week one performance? It, I don't even no. think it's nonsense. I disagree. Think he, I think disagree. he wants out. I think he compl- He's like guys. I told you. Well, that's not the way to do it. Okay, he's not going to do that. Guys, these are professionals. The New Orleans Saints had a really good game plan. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. Time what, what's going what, on? What is these, these are professionals crap? What is that? You're discrediting the Saints. And like Aaron oh, Rodgers, my oh, God. he's done. Yes. Okay. Aaron Rodgers throws four touchdowns tonight. I, I played with dudes that wouldn't dive 
I played with dudes that wouldn't run into a wall unless there was a certain pitcher on the mound. I played with shortstops that gave away our own team signs to the other team's shortstop to the, because they said that they would get the signs back in return. These are professionals. I'm talking These about are the human Saints. Beings. I understand. I'm not defending yeah, Rodgers. But guys, he's coming back tonight. Sure, Michael Finley, his own teammate, came out and said, bro, he don't have that fire. Go to Jordan Love. Uh, okay, that's His after one teammate. week. That's after one week, and he's overreacting. Right, I right. hear what you're saying, but here's what I'm saying. He's he yes, he's a, the Saints are a professional football team. The game plan they were ready for him, but come on, he was so distracted this summer. His mind wasn't into this at all. He had to pay a price for that, and that was all week right. one. If, if anything, Jeff, that's where I would agree with you. These are professionals. Thing you don't moonwalk in. You don't moonwalk in against other young, hungry agree, alpha men. Come on, this is sports with the Z. We're not overreaction Monday here. <laughs> okay. All the people can go to every right. other sports talk so, radio so, show so, or podcast. All right. to get so, that. so if Aaron Rodgers now, now I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I love. And Aaron I think Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a man of pride. I think, but at the same time, I think, dude, he just he's he's checked out. No, he's not. He's gonna he's gonna be okay. He's gonna this be year. like, guys, all right. I was really embarrassed. I'm gonna focus this week. Well, here, and I'm, the, I'm gonna play really well. The saving well. grace is he's you, got you, a lousy. So division. you think he could turn it on and turn it off though? I think. How much of the offseason did he miss? He missed the nothing. None. He didn't miss camp. anything of the offseason. He missed, he missed no, the, vo- he the voluntary workouts. Yeah. He doesn't need that at all. You think I, that I'm would saying, make a difference? I'm saying mentally, I, mentally. He thought, you know, he was the MVP last year. I think he thought he was going to show up, same weapon, same same everything, yeah. and just continue it, and uh, it didn't happen. This, so, sh- this show is better than that. Come on, guys. <laughs> We're better than that. Well, time out. Just to, just to blindly you, I, say that Aaron Rodgers is automatically going to come back. play like that, ever. No. 15 years, Aaron Rodgers. Because he's not Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? what let's I, see what happens. Let's I will say this. Tonight. No one makes playing quarterback look easier than Aaron yeah. Rodgers. He, no one throws a Bro, better Hail Mary than Aaron Rodgers. I am rooting for Aaron Rodgers to make a comeback, but I think week four, five, six, something like that, man. I I'd just say he's distracted. He didn't have enough reps. I mean, come uh, on, here we, guys. Okay, no, but Jeff, that listen, that has something to do with what it. Was it? He was 12 Distraction has what was something he? to do with it. When you're not, I mean, everybody else Guy is locked in. 80% of his passes. For the season. I get it. Talk about a sample size. It's one game. <laughs> Overreaction, guys. My goodness. He's okay. the MVP. We expect uh, more. I get, okay, fair All enough. Right. Okay, here, moving on. Here's the guy that might be in over his head, okay, Urban Meyer. So here's what he did after they lost their game on Sunday, so they're 0-2, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's his quote, hang in there with us. We're going to get better. The one thing about Jacksonville and the 904, go to sleep knowing there's not going to be any group working hard to get this thing flipped. Okay, A, who who describes their fan base with the area code? I mean, is that that's about the lane? That is the area code of Jacksonville. I'm assuming, right? It is. I mean, could right that be it. more lame? That I mean, would be really Lord. bad if that, it was the wrong that area. That's the last thing <laughs> I would. That's the last thing I would ever think. Urban Meyer would have to subscribe to is the area well, code. The, the Miami Hurricanes. It's known as the 305. But that's cool. That's so, different. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's a real thing. No one's ever referenced the 904. The no. but Jacksonville here, You know what? Do you imagine how much he doesn't want to be there right now? Think about it. He is a college coach and a great one, a legendary one. And he is coaching in a college city. Jacksonville is a college town. They're gearing up for Florida versus Georgia this week. That's the game he used to rule. He was the biggest thing in that area. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars are what, third or fourth? If you look at the sports section in Jacksonville, especially when they're not doing well, I, I think there is a very good chance he bails after one year. And I'm not saying is he he's going to make it a full year or is he going to Nick Saban? Who knows? I mean, he always has the health issues that he could fall back on, but he can't be enjoying this. I don't, I don't think the players are liking it. And if you have to go to the area code, right? I mean, that I just don't. 
that is so beneath him. I'm do, embarrassed for him. Do you him. think he went to the area code on his own volition? No, or was I he don't. fed by like the PR but staff to that, like, get the Jeff, that makes it even there. worse. He listened to the PR staff. Mm. You wouldn't think he would, but there's no way he's capable of a phrase like that. The who lasts, who lasts uh, in the uh, NFL uh, longer? Zach Wilson or Urban Meyer? Zach Wilson. Oh, did you or watch do you think that he'll game? go Josh Rosen did you watch like that one game? year and out? Did you watch that game? They rattled him. And that was the other sure thing you oh, could have bet on boy. this year is Belichick getting his four Dak Wilson. Four completions, four interceptions. Wow. Number two overall pick. That's some Ryan Leaf level stuff right there. Not to overreact. Not to overreact. Tom Brady doesn't get rattled. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I like Zach Wilson too, but oh boy. You know, Oof. This is a rough Can we at least weeks. give credit now how important the offensive line is? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And we talked about gambling before, not to get off on the fantasy football tangent. Mm-hmm. This is why I tell my friends all the time, the difference between the starting running back, for example, and yeah. the practice squad running back is so small. Yeah, so I always see these random guys. Oh, he comes out of nowhere. These guys are so freaking talented. I'll take it a step further. What about scheme? I mean, right. scheme dependent, it, it, it's, you know, you talk to guys, and this is one of the things I hate about the draft. When I went on my rant about the draft, it's like you, your entire career is dependent on these guys taking you at the top of the draft where you have a, a bad team that has bad management. You're probably going to have a new coach in two years. And and you're so many players are so scheme dependent. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But if you're a team that that's that bad and you're drafting at the very top of the draft, you're probably getting rid of your coach too. So you're going to bring in a coach that will at least – recognize the talents that the pick has and build an offense around him. It's just going to take time for most guys. Look at Kyler Murray. He got what, so lucky. Just, you know, he went to Arizona where they built around exactly. him. He had weapons. So what what would it have been if Andre Ware or Achilles Smith would have had a coach that would have built around him instead of trying to make him a drop back pocket passer? They, they know, would like, have had a longer career. Yeah. Tim, you know, Tim but Couch, you, to your point one. about offensive line, I mean it is so critical. I mean what what is the one thing that can make Patrick Mahomes look human or human? Pass a rush. bad a Pass bad rush. offensive line. Yeah. Right? Like in the right. Super Bowl when he was running for his life. Yep. And, and an offensive Offensive line, you can't just throw together a bunch of superstars or a bunch of you know veteran or guys that have never played before. They have to have cohesiveness and get used to playing with each other, and that takes time. You cannot just develop an offensive line overnight. It's getting harder and harder, man, because people just don't want to play those positions coming up. It's the same thing as like trying to find try to find a seven footer who plays with his back to the basket anymore. Right. No, they all shoot. They all shoot threes. They all play perimeter. You can't you can't find them. They just don't exist. I mean, this is like the skinny jeans uh, the skinny jeans problem. You know, the biggest, strongest, fastest guys they want to play skill positions you look at the best lineman in the league right now right you look at a guy like lane johnson he started as a quarterback in college moved to tight end and then finally moved to tackle that's the type of athleticism you need how many athletes like that are not playing tight end or defensive end how many of those guys are saying you know what there's 20 million to be made on the offensive line it's just not sexy nobody you never get to play with a, a you never pick an offensive lineman when you're playing madden you don't pick offensive <laughs> lineman in fantasy yeah, but how do you convince a kid it, to play offensive line it's just like no one grows up wanting to be a relief pitcher but if you're great and you get you know pigeonholed into that role sure. or whatever but there's a subset of culture of guys that grew up in families where they were offensive linemen right. and 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 there's enough of them out there look i think look at jj watt J.J. Watt started where? Tight end. Yeah, but he's a defensive lineman. I know, but he started as tight end. And no matter how much Wisconsin tried to tell him, look, you're, you're a D lineman, he was like, no, nah, I want to catch touchdowns. We, we might have missed out. Look at Tim Tebow. 
Tim Tebow refused to move to tight end because he was a quarterback. But the sack is still as sexy as a touchdown Maybe, pass. because you get the, a little, the, and you the get a little bit. Too. Right, the pancake block bit that, is not yeah, as sexy necessarily absolutely. as a sack or touchdown. All I'm saying is that it becomes, I, I talked to a couple friends of mine that are scouts, the best athletes. They're just, the Bruce Matthews of the world, they're not playing offensive line anymore. There's nothing, there's nothing, there used to be a blue collar mentality. There used to be like a Jack Lambert, like I want to play center and I want to play middle linebacker. It's just not there anymore. Everybody wants the ball in there. Maybe hands. not as a whole, but if you have a certain body type, you cannot be a wide receiver. So, I mean, those guys are still going to hit the weight room and they're going to be groomed into becoming do you offensive think, linemen. Do you think t- even 10 years ago, DK Metcalf would have been allowed to play wide receiver? 10 years ago, yeah. DK Metcalf? What do you think? He would have been a tight end? David, he would have been, been a D end or a tight end for David sure. David Boston was DK Metcalf. David Boston was sure. the exact guy, same. Sure. Or, mm-hmm. Drafted seventh overall, and he was a freak. overall. Freak. LeVon Kirkland was a 300-pound middle linebacker. Is there, is there a linebacker over 240 pounds in the NFL anymore? No, probably not. Every linebacker safety. in the NFL is, is is a strong safety from when I grew up. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the game's evolved. But. You know, you mentioned Tebow. And did you see the Tebow influence in this Urban Meyer quote? Uh, what does he say here? You're not going to – there's – Go to sleep knowing there's not going to be any group working harder to get this thing flipped. Oh, That's yeah. exactly what Tim Tebow said yeah. probably in 2008, 2007, right, after they lost to Mississippi, Mississippi. Right. right? I mean, right. it's the exact <laughs> so same true. line. I mean, you just see right through Urban Meyer. The thing about him when he's in college, he has that authoritarian vibe to him. You know he's in control. Yeah. He's the master of his universe. Now he's floundering around. He's lost. There's no way he makes yeah, it past God, God guns glory doesn't really pass muster in the NFL. The SEC loves that stuff. The NFL loves wins. <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, it, the other big thing, that what would you think of something like this, Jeff, man? Like, it, why aren't people taking secondary level athletes and, like, this is where a minor leagues or practice squad would be so helpful. You take a defensive end who maybe doesn't have the get-off to make it in the NFL, like a Michael Sam, for example, right, who was famous for other reasons. Big, strong, but, but a step slow for the NFL. That dude can put on 25, 30 pounds, not lose much athleticism. Now he can mirror. Become an offensive lineman. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would start looking at. If you could carry more people on, more people in in some sort of a developmental way. Like on your practice squad. Yeah, like the NFL needs something for development. So they've done that. So back in the day when I was really active as an agent, the practice squad was seven. Now it's up to 16. Mm -hmm. That's a huge difference. So your football team is is increased tremendously for that reason. Sure. But there's a difference between putting on 30 pounds and maintaining the athleticism and putting on 50 to 70 pounds. Sure. Because your average offensive lineman is what? 3, 310, 315? Yeah. That's a big difference. Sure. That's a big difference. But two, yeah, but 275 to 305 is 30 pounds. That's but, what I'm talking about. But Sam played at what? 240? No, three, 275. I think. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know. He was probably 250, 260 yeah. at I Missouri. Know. I don't know. I would imagine around then. He was a huge up. guy. Anyway, <laughs> I, I see your point because then you'd have a really athletic. Yeah. You know, lime, and especially if that fit a certain offense that a coach it's, ran. It's more to this, right? It's more to you could run an XFL, you could run a, a you know a Springley, you could run some sort of developmental minor league for the amount that it would cost you for one quarterback, basically. You know, you you want quarterbacks to be upright. You want more offense in the game. Give yourself time to mature into into athletes. That's the other big thing. You look at a guy like Andrew Thomas again on Giants, big Giants fan. He's going to be fine as an offensive lineman. He was 21 years old last year. 
Like I'm 34. I don't think there's a 21 year old that could whoop my ass. It's like, that quarterback where you're you not going to be saying? fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd be too sore to play the next day. But yeah. you know, t- there's just such a difference in the strength Tom that Brady you have. Could be your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but 27, 28, 29, you're just too big, too strong. Should man. we spend that money on you know flipping completely off script to the referees? Should all these players are being cut? Should all these athletes about have a bunch of twenty-year-olds who can run like the wind be up and down as referees? and be groomed as referees? Maybe. I mean, pay them a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. I, I don't think. know if you want people from the brotherhood being referees. I don't know if you want people. You mean that, that were former players that yeah. might have relationships still? No, no, yeah, I'm not talking about like a racial way. I'm, I'm talking no, about know, like from friends. the from that. Yeah, like these are boys I played with. These are dudes that I went to college with I, that are still competitive. So somebody talks shit to them and then they blow. Yeah, oh yeah, you want to talk? Okay. I, think I don't know what happened. Jeff, I get guys, your point. I get guys your point. Who are like, buddy, groom, buddy with you're talking about too. grooming guys yeah. from, from the get go that are athletic not, that not have played the game. All, all the college players that aren't yeah. even close to playing. Why aren't there professional referees though? That's well, what I don't hey, understand. You know what? We can have this conversation another time. And I will say this: We've spent two weeks in the NFL. We haven't complained too much about the referees. They yeah. do yeah. an Buddy's amazing referee, job. Right? I have a very right, good right, friend right. who's one of the top referees. Ed Hockley, Cleet Blakeman, one of the best. And you know what? They they're so good. And then and then they have the replay to help them out. And you know what? They've done so much by better now way, by going to New York and making the call. Why did that take 15 years? I don't know. Why right? did it take 15 no years for them to be like, no, it's wrong? Because Bezos wasn't an owner yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I tell you what I'm going to work on? I'm not ready to unleash it yet, okay? But give me three or four weeks. Next time, in the next couple times that we come together, I'm going to come up with something. I I think something needs to be done in all of sports. Every single League, MLB, NFL, NHL, and NBA. I think you have to institute some sort of suck tax, where if you suck three straight years, you have no chance of making the playoffs. You cannot do that to your fans every single year. When you have a team like the Phoenix Suns, that can be horrible, 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 and then almost mm-hmm. win the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Or with in the NFL, you could say one player make a change. It happens all the time. But these teams that are perennially horrible, I'm talking to you, Minnesota Timberwolves, Pittsburgh Pirates, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, teams like that. You have to you have to be punished if sure. you can't do something to give your fans some hope. I don't have the details yet, but I'm coming up with it. I got it. Two things that I, I one, Jeff, this this pains me to say, but Europe gets regulation right. They Europe on the European soccer, Premier League soccer, and champion all the people in the Champions League, they all do relegation. And that's phenomenal. For people that don't know what it is, the bottom three teams, yeah. they go down to AAA, and the top three teams in AAA, they come up into into, into the big leagues the next year. I would love for something <laughs> like that in both basketball and, and baseball. You could do it tomorrow. Could you imagine how desperate some of these teams would be if they were on the verge of going down to a AAA franchise? The, now, I'm the not saying that. The difference is literally tens of millions of dollars. Without Tens doubt, of millions. Without, well, more than that. I'd and say and hundreds in, of millions. You, you have, you've got, in baseball right now, you've got big league cities. You've got Nashville. You've got Portland. You've got Oklahoma City. You've got places Buffalo, that... Buffalo. They've to, already had the Blue Jays Tomorrow there. they can be in big. <laughs> well, you kind of have a suck tax. It's called hard knocks, right? Because... <laughs> No, no, it's not because of reason. Because if there's no one who wants to do hard knocks, yeah. like if you're in the bottom 10 yeah. record-wise, you're almost forced to do. So you can actually be competitive and never do hard knocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, your competitive team can raise your hand and do it, but that's kind of what they force to say, okay, if you're really bad and we have no volunteers for hard knocks, yeah. we're going to make you do hard knocks. I would do this also. The draft, I mean, the draft shouldn't be from worst to best. The draft should be... The number one team outside of the playoffs gets the number one pick, 
and then you go in reverse from there. Uh, there's so a few if you're things. the worst team, if you're in the NBA and you're the worst team and you're trying to trust the process like the Sixers did, you don't get the number one pick in the draft. You get the 15th pick. Yeah, you know, it's I, I, I would incorporate some sort of money penalty. I mean, I would withhold salaries from these players. Like, I look at a guy like Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You're supposed to be a superstar. Get them to the playoffs. Do something. You know, I, th- I think I think wait, they should wait, be wait, 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 wait. withheld time money. Out, it out, should go out. into a pool. Wait, 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 wait. Right. Time out. You're going to take money away from the player the for being packs. in a I'm still shit working organization? On it. <laughs> well, okay, I told you it's a work in progress right now. But I want the players held accountable just as much as... What? Yeah, well, I'm partly accountable. I mean, they're the ones <laughs> what non-performing. Tom's trying to get the uh, his uh, social media what? followers up. So the, the suck tax is going to – I'm looking forward to these details. Okay. That, I, the taking salaries away. Look, it's called the market, right? Yeah. So if a team doesn't sell out the stadium, but if you're a bad team and you're selling sponsorships and you've got season ticket holders yeah, and you're selling out the arena, you know what? This is – The uh, market is speaking. You hey. know, the, the, Johnny Manziel is in a league right now that you would absolutely love. Johnny Manziel – I, I think it might have already folded, Maybe. but it was a brilliant idea. Right. It was it was gone. a pickup right. football league where they had like a roster of fifty players, and then they were on a different team every week. But it was winner take all. Right. So if you won the game, you got paid, and if you didn't win the game, oh well, you sucked. Go 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 uh, heal your hamstring, kid. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm open to suggestions. You guys can email me some thoughts on the suck tax. I'm going to re- <laughs> release the details on that in a few weeks. Okay, but players, you're going to be held accountable just as much oh, as ownership. Value tainers are going to absolutely love it. They think the whole whole world should be on commission. They're going to absolutely <laughs> love that idea. <laughs> All right. Last thing I'm going to show you. This is something really cool that came out the last week. You guys have probably seen this, but the augmented reality clip that the Carolina Panthers put together. Check this out. You know, your first reaction is, okay, that's very cool. That looks very real. I thought the, I thought the Panther looked a little demonic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was watching him like on the field there. He jumps off the scoreboard, comes down onto the field, and the only people on the field at that time are special teamers warming up and NFL film crews. So I think he trampled a few of them. I think we had a few casualties, but that thing was incredible. It's made by this company in Los Angeles, who I actually know a lot of the guys here, and they're so talented. It's called the Famous Group. They do phenomenal work. They work with the WWE. They do the fan boards that you saw at SummerSlam and, and you know, WrestleMania and then through the bubble in the NBA last year. Mm. All those, you know, individual fans that you would see on the video monitors, that's the famous group. But, you know, this is the future of sports, they say, in, in one regard, as far as how they market it, how they broadcast it, and, and, and what you can do the next day. Don't you think if a team has a horrible loss on a Sunday – they can come up with some alternate ending the next day and all fans would feel better. This is what could have happened. And then they show them making that last second touchdown or not fumbling in the in the final seconds. But where do you see this going other than, boy, this is a cool marketing tool because it's already generated $60,000 in revenue for them on social media just from the views. Right. Well, it's it talked about the uh, what Bank of America had some uh, signage or some the sponsors were getting good uh, publicity off of it. I, I, I think sky's the limit, right? I actually saw that first week and I was like, caught me completely off guard. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? This is pretty cool. Like yeah. I'm an old guy and I was like, hey, yeah. this is pretty cool. Look, man, at the end of the day, this is all bread and circus, right? So this is all entertainment and I'm digging it. I mean, I like the what the future holds is it's about time somebody did something for fan experience. We talked about this a while back, like going to an NFL game is a drag, man. It's a game made for TV. It's a game made to be sitting at home with a beer and you're, you know, just getting fatter and fatter eating, you know, pork rinds while you're watching 16 games in the, in the red zone right now. I mean, going to, to the, going to the ballpark is not what it used to be, man. I mean, you tailgate outside, then you funnel yourself 
yourself inside. It's freezing freaking cold in the Northeast. You sit there watching the players wait for the game, come back to TV. Something like this helps. Now, even better is when they get the VR going and you got you get the whole the specs going on and you get you can watch the game from the perspective of like the field judge or the umpire or you know that's that, coming for sure that's one of, that for would sure. be that's a, dope man Tom, you may be onto something in terms of the alternate ending right so mm-hmm. let's just take that panther as the example let's yeah. say carolina loses by a last sam darnold doesn't get paid right? and the panther eats his head well that's that's suck, suck tax, tax. <laughs> right, right. S- still in the works by the way but if Fatality. you have but if carolina comes out they lose by a last second field goal they come out the next day and like this is the way it should have happened mm-hmm. the kick is up and all of a sudden that same black panther swats it away <laughs> right. from the goalposts. Right. I mean that would be viral and that'd yeah. be pretty it cool. Runs down Lamar Jackson, go down the sideline, right, and right. knocks the ball out of his hands. It's actually pretty interesting. You know, I think I think the bottom line is, and we're going to talk about this more in weeks to come. That you know the world is so heavy right now, and the world is changing for everybody in every aspect of your life. It's just not the same as it used to be, and it's difficult. And the you know, there's normal. a lot that that sports is just going to fill that gap. Sports is a $500 billion industry right now, and it's only going up. And I think people have decided, I need a diversion. I need something else, and it's sports. You're not getting it from entertainment. You're not getting it from Hollywood for the most part. If you don't fit a certain mold, you're probably yeah. not going to have you know a lot of entertainment choices that you're going to love, which is unfortunate for everybody, but sports is different. It's live. It's Winner take all. It's human drama. I don't know. They got to be careful, Tom. Man, we talked about this. They might kill the golden goose with that same BS. I mean, it, again, it's. I'm telling you, it's. It's. I. I watch. Had to watch the the you know Fox Five feed for the Giants this week. Now that I'm down in Florida, I normally have Red Zone. I, I can't make it past the commercials. I wouldn't have made it through the second quarter. But I'll tell you what, Gerard, what we've talked about what will save even fans from like you or someone that's getting disenchanted is oh. gambling. Once they start embracing right. gambling, uh-huh. and they have right, yep. and it's coming, it's coming fast. Yeah, um, it's going to neutralize where you all of a sudden your five team parlay. Now they're giving you the first quarter odds, the halftime sure. over under, and you're like, hey, you know what? What they, what they do in Europe with soccer or predict right. the pitch like they right. do in baseball. Yeah. But you know what? If you're used to red zone, and we're going to wrap it up after this, it's impossible to watch a game. It's impossible. It, it really is. Unless it's the only game on and it's a great game on Sunday night or Monday night or, or something. Or you have a wager on that game and all of a yeah. sudden every play is or there's Or there's fan experience. What, what I've realized over the last 18 months is I didn't realize how much I enjoyed the fan reaction. I enjoy, like, college football, man, Watching those games, watching that Penn State crowd this weekend was insane. I know the white man. Out. I mean, it was it's so cool. It's so cool, like yep. you know, and, and that's that's part of that whole experience. We're all kind of like, you you know, that, this is where the Panther comes in. This is where maybe those VR specs yeah. come in. It, it's experiential, right? right? So you know, if it's just about gambling, then it, it's just going to become like well, CNBC. Plus it's, also, it's man. all magnified like, because we were we didn't have it last year and we all missed it. So I think we all value it and appreciate it and cherish it even more. And you can see that in the fans. So mm-hmm. hey. Thank you, guys. Great show today. Really appreciate it. Thank See you. you very soon. You think Zach Wilson had augmented reality? That's why he wasn't able to see needs, the defense? I think, I think his goggles were a little foggy of his augmented reality. And then, he had, you know, I'll give Bill Belichick credit for one thing. He can't judge 40-year-old quarterbacks very well, but he knows how to terrorize the 22-year-old. Is there so. any easier bet in the history of the world than Bill Belichick covering against no, a rookie quarterback? No, especially in the second or third game. That's in the an history of the world, there's never a more guaranteed bet than yeah. Bill Belichick against a rookie yeah. quarterback. We'll probably we'll slend on this. Week four, we're still two weeks away. Tampa Bay versus New England. Can't wait. What, what do you think? No, do you, save it. Save it save for next it? week. 
Let's Ooh. discuss it next week. Is that week. what industry is that what's called a tease? Yes, it's a tease. <laughs> it's a tease. Besides, I'm going to put all my time and effort into the suck tax. The Details suck coming. Tax. Hey, thanks so much for watching, everybody. If you dig the show, like the content on Valuetainment Sports, make sure you subscribe, and I'll see you very soon.